Ronnie Greer, and this is the Monthly Safety Podcast for June of 2011. First, a little bit about me. I've been a Greyhound driver now for the past 20 years. I've been in the driver instructor program for the past six, and I currently drive out of Syracuse, New York. First, I'd like to welcome any of you new listeners. If this is your first time, welcome to the podcast. Um, all previous episodes back to May of 2010 are available to listen or download on the website. And if you're not sure where that is, you can send me email or you can visit my Facebook page and I'll give you more information about that at the end of the podcast. So I encourage you to listen to and download previous episodes. I've just reached uh, over the 400 download mark. So we've had over 400 downloads to date and I thank everyone for listening. So uh, we've seen some uh, bus accidents in the news recently. I had mentioned this last month as well. Unfortunately, we had another one uh, just this past May, just last month in Virginia, about 30 miles north of Richmond. And uh, I just wanted to give you some information from uh, the news media about that uh, because a lot of these accidents are associated with some of these what we would call uh, flying under the radar bus companies, to use a, a rather easy term. But there are a lot of bus companies out there that are flying under the radar. They're not following all the rules and regulations. They're not in compliance with things like hours of service and safety inspections and uh, qualifications of drivers, drivers keeping logs, all this kind of thing. Uh, and now we're starting to see some of the results of these uh, unfortunate things. So in this particular um, accident, if you don't know, basically there was a bus traveling uh, north on 95 at about uh, 5 a.m., I believe, and the driver uh, seemed to be fatigued. Bus rolled over, landed on its roof, and four people were killed. Uh, this is a terrible tragedy. It should never have happened. And a lot of the blame, unfortunately, uh, falls on the government for not shutting them down sooner. Uh, and I'll get into that in just a second. But among other things, I'd like to talk about the fact that uh, the driver faces uh, reckless driving charges initially, is what the report said. And the police said that fatigue was a factor in the crash. Uh, the company, which was called Sky Express, uh, offers cheap fares, and over the last two years now, according to uh, the Associated Press, has been involved in several accidents. It's been cited for 46 violations of drivers being fatigued over that same period of time. This particular bus again swerved off northbound 95, hit an embankment, and flipped over about 30 miles north of Richmond. 54 people were taken to the area hospitals and treated for minor to severe injuries. This particular bus departed from Greensboro, North Carolina, and was headed to New York's Chinatown with 59 passengers aboard, and the driver was a 37-year-old from Flushing, New York. Initially, he was being held on $3,000 bond, but things developed here, and uh, let me get into that. Um, among other things, the uh, Sky Express bus company itself, drivers had been cited for 17 unsafe driving violations, including eight for speeding since 2009. It had received a 62.9% rating from the DOT, and that means it performed worse than nearly 63% of comparable transportation companies in that category. Three of Sky Express 46 violations for fatigue driving were classified as serious, and it ranked worse than 86% of similar companies in the fatigue category. Now, of course, Sky Express offers $30 bus trips between New York and 15 cities in North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida, and also goes to Washington, D.C., uh, it's interesting that this accident comes a few weeks after the FMCSA outlined new tour bus safety measures, including making new vehicles have stronger roofs and windows. 
This particular bus had no seat belts for the passengers, only seat belts for the driver. And I think that's something that we're going to start to see over time is the government pushing for seat belts. But of course, uh, that's only the first part of the puzzle. We have to get folks to wear them. So that'll be a whole separate thing. Um, I feel strongly that it's less about making uh, new laws and rules, but rather enforcing the regulations that we have right now and the government being a little bit more accountable than they have been in the past. Uh, the federal DOT had proposed rules requiring buses to have seat belts and electronic onboard recorders to replace easily falsified paper logs uh, for the driver's hours of service. And these proposals also would make it easier to revoke driver's licenses following violations, commercial licenses, that is. Uh, in the area of driver fitness, federal records show that Sky Express had been cited for 24 violations since 2009, including 14 for using drivers who lack English language skills. Its 99.7% rating ranks the company among the worst in that category. And now this is a quote uh, from a DOT official. To drive any commercial vehicle in the United States, you have to have English proficiency. You don't have to be fluent, but you need to be able to communicate with passengers and law enforcement and understand signs on the highway. Um, there are just loads and loads and loads of these what we call curbside companies running up and down uh, the East Coast as well as some areas in the country uh, towards the Midwest. And even in the Southwest, we've seen some of that. Now, this uh, accident comes on the heels of one in March where a bus was coming from a casino in Connecticut heading to New York's Chinatown and uh, overturned on an elevated roadway, hitting a utility pole, peeling off the roof, and... Uh, 15 passengers were killed and 18 were injured. It was a terrible tragedy just on the Bronx-Westchester County line. I believe I talked about that last month. Interestingly, uh, one of the passengers on this Sky Express bus, uh, Francis Lippet, 69, a retired New York school teacher who lives in Raleigh, uh, said that this, um, excuse me, said that uh, she uses Sky Express about every six weeks to visit her daughter in New York, and she had gone to the ticket office to pick up her seat assignment and found that there was no one there to sell tickets. But um, she also said that uh, she felt that the service was no worse than Greyhound. She's noticed drivers speaking in Chinese using a headset, but I've never seen a driver not alert. So I wonder if some of these people just don't uh, close their eyes uh, because uh, they prefer to pay less to ride the bus. It's a very unfortunate thing. And to follow up on this particular story, um, the driver then did face charges after a short investigation. The driver was charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter, following a brief court appearance on another charge stemming from that crash. Uh, this driver had been free on bond, but he was arrested on new charges shortly after appearing in Caroline County Court. Um, and the new charges are felonies, each carrying a sentence of up to 10 years in prison. Police are saying that the driver was fatigued uh, when the bus swerved off the highway, hit an embankment, and overturned. And uh, court records show that this driver had previous traffic violations in Virginia dating back to 2003, including speeding, following too closely, and failing to obey a highway sign, and failing to stop or yield entering a highway. So these are some of the things, you know, there's a little bit of a history here, both with the company and the driver. And um, one other thing I wanted to mention, there was also a follow-up to this story, and I just can't get to my page right this second here, but let me see. Um, the um, One of the passengers on the bus said something interesting. He said that the driver kind of uh, swerved back and forth, and then the bus hit the rumble strips on the shoulder, and at that point the driver was not able to recover, and the bus started to flip, according to this passenger. But um, 
He said that the driver, all he had to do, this is a quote from, from this passenger, all he had to do was to just pull over for 10 minutes. We were already late. A few minutes didn't matter, so that could have been the difference between someone else's life, just those uh, few minutes. And before I talk about that, I just wanted to mention, interestingly enough, that very shortly after that crash, the U.S. DOT said that it had issued a cease and desist order against the company after finding that it was trying to sell tickets under the names of 108 Tours and 108 Bus. So basically, uh, in a pattern that we've seen over and over again with these companies, and the government doesn't seem to be responding uh, appropriately, as soon as they shut down, or they are shut down, I should say, by the federal DOT, they just repaint the buses, pick a new name, and try to go back in business again. Federal officials said the company has tried to stay in business by using other names and repainting its buses after its operating authority was revoked this week. So um, just just some bad, bad stuff out here. And I'm sure that the bus industry in general is going to see a lot of attention paid. Uh, we've seen that already in the Northeast. Uh, our drivers are being checked all the time. So you need to be on your P's and Q's. Now, there was an article in USA Today on June 13th that I did wanted to mention that kind of rehashes some of this and gives shed some light on, on what's a very unfortunate uh, segment of the bus industry. And what they said basically was that the FMCSA moved immediately to stop Sky Express from operating. It was an example of a safety problem that is getting increased attention, what they call reincarnated or chameleon bus companies, interstate operators who are shut down by safety regulators and secretly reopen under new names, sometimes with disastrous consequences. This seems to be something that's happening quite a bit. These companies get shut down, and they just go ahead and reopen. And it's, it's an unfortunate pattern that we're seeing. So what can we learn from, from this whole unfortunate thing? Well, one of the things we can learn is that drivers need to pay attention to their bodies. And if you feel fatigued, you need to stop driving. If you feel fatigued before you come to work, you need to go ahead and book off. Don't come to work tired. Get your rest. Manage your off-duty activities. Manage your eating and drinking. Manage your temperature and your light when you're trying to sleep, particularly during the day. But if you feel tired when you're driving, you know, sometimes you can stop your bus and get out and walk around, perform a safety inspection, maybe do some light calisthenics, try to have some coffee. You know, I mean, coffee is not much of a fix, but sometimes it can be a little bit of a short-term fix. Um, but really, if you're tired, then you need to stop. It's much better to have passengers delayed than to be involved in a terrible, tragic accident. So we need to watch our fatigue. Uh, obviously, you should never, ever drive if you're fatigued. And the other thing we have to do that's very important is to watch your hours of service. Make sure you're in compliance. Never go over on your 15 or your 70. Never drive over 70 hours. And obviously, uh, you need to keep your log current to the last change of duty status. This is very important. I mean, Greyhound has the best safety record of any ground transportation company. We have the best drivers. But now a lot of attention is being focused on the bus industry. So we need to make sure that we're doing everything that we've been doing and staying right on top of it so that we don't get any additional attention. And hopefully some of these other bus companies will get weeded out a little bit. People will start to realize that you get what you pay for and you can't run a bus from New York to Boston for 5 or $10 and expect to, you know, the corners have to be getting cut somewhere if they do those kinds of things. So um, just really unfortunate. Now, as a follow-up to this, um, I had mentioned earlier about uh, government shutdown. In this particular case with Sky Express, uh, details came out uh, in the newspaper that basically the FMCSA was in the process of shutting down Sky Express, and then there's some sort of a 45-day waiting period that they have to allow 
which I don't quite understand. This is all part, by the way, of the CSA uh, 2010 that we've been hearing so much about. And so they were in the process of the waiting period. And when that waiting period ended, for some reason, because the company had appealed, of course, for some reason the government decided to wait another 10 days to shut them down. And in that 10-day period is when this accident occurred. Now, Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood has directed his department to stop extending appeals periods for operators found to be unsafe. So there are lots of things in place, lots of measures to prevent these kinds of things from happening. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, uh, this company was allowed to continue to operate. But the thing that really gets us, um, the thing that's really uh, sad and, and angering is that when the government shut this company down, which they did rather quickly after this accident, they simply repainted the buses, changed the name, and began to operate again. And to make matters worse, the traveling public doesn't seem to be too concerned about this thing. You know, they, they look for the cheapest bus trip that they can get, and they figure, well, you have to cut corners somewhere, and, and how bad can it really be? And it's really sad. And this is a chance for us as, as Greyhound professional coach operators to shine and to show the public, uh, show the country, show the government that uh, it does make a difference and that we're the best of the best and that we always operate uh, within you know all the proper guidelines. So having said that, we as drivers need to make sure that we're doing all those kinds of things. Please, when you're out there on the roads this summer, when the roads are so crowded, there's construction, there are lots of uh, campers and trailers and things out there, a lot of uh, what we call weekend warriors, uh, people that don't drive a lot of miles all the time when they're out there, please don't follow closely, don't exceed the posted speed limit, you know, keep space around your coach at all times, uh, try not to get, let your stress level get up there, you know, relax and just follow the traffic and keep space around you at all times. Let's not give a reason to have some scrutiny uh, placed on Greyhound. Obviously, we should always avoid distractions, things like eating, drinking, uh, reading, doing paperwork, talking, obviously talking on the phone is just something that we, we don't do. It's against company policy to talk on the phone, whether or not you're using a hands-free device. We've talked about that in the past. It just goes against common sense. All of your attention should be focused on the task at hand, which is operating a coach with passengers on it. You've got the safety of those passengers that are behind you, as well as the safety of the other motorists on the road, all in your hands. So we need to take that responsibility to the highest level. Obviously, um, you know, for a regular driver, it's not that difficult to manage your rest. For the most part, extra board drivers have a little bit more of a time trying to manage their off-duty activities. But whatever you need to do, again, if you feel as if you're not um, properly rested to come to work, call OSC, let them know that, and call back when you are ready to come to work. And since we mentioned driving in the summer, we couldn't. We don't want to forget about uh, road construction. That's going to be a, a big thing going on. No matter where you drive, I'm sure there's lots of road construction going on. And uh, we need to be aware of all the things that you have to watch for in these areas. For example, anytime we see construction, the first thing we should do is to slow down and use caution. Pay attention to the signs. If you see a reduced speed limit, you need to bring your speed at or below that limit early be on the lookout for workers and construction vehicles. Workers may step into the road unexpectedly to redirect traffic or to move barriers. Uh, construction vehicles may pull out unexpectedly. They may travel slowly. Vehicles may travel in front of you that are construction vehicles and pull into the work area unexpectedly. So always leave lots of room um, to avoid these uh, unnecessary hazardous situations as much as possible. 
And again, I mean, the watchword, I keep mentioning it, is space. And that brings us to the Smith system, which we've talked about, and some of you guys have seen it in your home locations. Many of the drivers have seen this, managers as well. The Smith system, one of the big things about it, we talk about space, cushion, driving. We talk about space for the vehicle, visibility for the driver, and time to make decisions. And of course, with that, go the five keys as well, which we know are aim high in steering, get the big picture, keep your eyes moving, leave yourself an out, and make sure that they see you. And really, we've been saying uh, LLLC for a while, for about 10 or 12 years, and now we're going back to saying uh, the five keys, but they're about the same thing. So if you're familiar with the LLC, but not the five keys yet, you'll be seeing the five keys roll out at your location. It's really saying about the same things. Um, you'll get into the training when the time comes. But basically, uh, don't be in a hurry. Slow down. Watch your following distance. Drive to the right. That's a really big one. You know, we, we need to stay to the right. Allow faster traffic to pass. Uh, allow that hazardous traffic to get away from you. You know, let everybody else travel in what we call packs and clusters, all bunched up together. We want to try to keep space around us at all times, and that'll make for a smoother ride for your passengers, less stress level for you, and less chance of being involved in any type of a mishap. Finally, with so much extra traffic on the road and so many more drivers out there this summer, be on the lookout for disabled vehicles on the side of the road. And if you see a disabled vehicle, please make sure that you move over early. And if you're unable to move over, then you need to slow way down and use caution and sound your horn because it's just a dangerous situation. Many drivers just stop on the side of the road for uh, reasons that aren't very important, reasons uh, because the, the shoulder is for emergencies, and many drivers just use that as a parking area. So please be aware of that to avoid any type of unfortunate incidences. Obviously, if we see an emergency vehicle, we know that we need to move over, and if we can't move over, we need to slow way down at least 20 miles per hour below the posted limit and use extreme caution. Basically, if you see something on the side of the road, try to move over, and if you can't, slow way down and use caution. And in order to do that, we have to be looking far ahead, keeping our eyes moving, and scanning for all potential hazards. Well, that's about all I have, but before I end this podcast, I did mention at the beginning that uh, episodes were available to listen or download, and so I wanted to give you my contact information in case you wanted to get more information. If you have any suggestions for future episodes or any feedback, please feel free to send me email at Ronnie, R-O-N-N-I-E, 13211 at gmail.com, or you can visit me on Facebook at Ronnie, R-O-N-N-I-E, dot G-R-E-H-E-R, Ronnie Grayer, on Facebook. I look forward to seeing everyone again in July. Have a safe and pleasant trip and have a wonderful summer.